0: Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson I'm Brandon Kylie. coming up in about 10 minutes or so we'll get some questions and answers including the Cardinals Hall of Fame ballot was just released so we'll get into what our picks would be for this year's Cardinals Hall of Fame but right now we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by former assistant NHL general manager current NHL analyst over at the Daily Faceoff he's Chris Gear joining us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line Chris we appreciate the time man thanks so much for doing this today how are you doing my friend
1: Hi, guys. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. So the biggest reason we wanted to have you on is because you wrote a piece last week on what it's going to take for teams to be able to make the money work as we get closer to the trade deadline. And the Blues are one of those teams that would need other teams to take on money because right now they're uh, dollar in, dollar out. They're right up at or near the cap. So for our listeners that are listening right now that are saying to themselves, how in the world are the Blues going to be able to afford anybody at the trade deadline, much less a guy like Giordano who is making a significant sum, Uh, are there teams that are going to be able to do this? Do you think that it's something that can get done as we get closer to the deadline?
1: Well, it certainly won't be easy, but the Blues are not alone. There's a lot of teams that are buyers that are right up against the cap or already using their LTIR cushion. Uh, I don't think Scandella, his injury is severe enough to be LTIR, so they're not going to uh, gain any any room that way. So they'll probably will have to be you know, at least a player moved out or, or maybe moved down to the AHL squad to, to free up a little bit of room. But the point I made on the Daily Faceoff article is that you know, there's always been salary retention. So you mentioned Jordano. So, you know, Seattle can retain up to 50% of his contract, but that still brings it down to, you know, $3.5 million or more uh, to make that work. So uh, you need a third-party broker to come into the equation. Uh, and, and last year, Detroit worked this to perfection. So uh, the David Savard transaction, uh, Tampa Bay was able to get him. He was a $4.25 million cap hit. They moved a first and a third to Columbus for the player. Uh, Columbus retained 50% of that salary, but moved him through Detroit. So Detroit really just took on another half of that salary. Uh, So effectively, Tampa Bay was able to get Savard at 25% of his cap hit. Uh, They moved a fourth round pick to Detroit just for being that broker. Uh, So the point I made was that I think with so many teams in cap trouble, uh, the existence of these brokers might this year be be more prevalent than ever where you just decide okay we're gonna we're gonna take on the cap uh there's probably 10 12 teams in the league that that have some cap space that could take on the obligation of just passing through a player so that a a buyer that needs the space uh can can afford a player so you know in the case of giordano uh if if you can get seattle to keep 50 and somebody else to keep 50 percent of that balance uh, you know he becomes a, a one point six eight million dollar cap hit. Uh, somebody like Sharrat, who I think is probably the the tr- top trade target on defense right now, uh, you know twenty five percent of his cap hit is eight hundred and seventy five k. So that's doable if you can find that that middleman to help.
2: So, Chris, this is interesting because, you know, Mark Giordano has been the one that we've talked a lot about here in St. Louis. And with the cap hit that you broke down so well, you know, your teammate Frank Cervalli on Daily Faceoff had a piece out earlier today talking about what it would cost to acquire a Giordano. And he said it's probably beyond the first round pick territory, probably around a second round pick. So if that's what it would take just to get Mark Giordano, what do you think the asset looks like for this, for for a team eating some of that salary?
1: Yeah, well, again, I look back to that uh, Detroit transaction where they basically took you know one point one or one point zero six of cap uh, and two hundred and fifty grand in actual cash, and that translated to a fourth round pick for them. So, and, and then I the other point I made in the article was a couple of years ago there was uh, Carolina uh, got a first round pick for taking Patrick Marlowe off Toronto's hands and then just buying him out. So if you look at you know, six and a quarter being the cost of just eating um, or, or a first round pick for six and a quarter's worth of cap and about a million dollars of cap for a fourth round. Then you can start to say, OK, if somebody takes two and a half million, maybe that's a third. And if it's three and a half to four million, maybe it's a second. So I, I think you can you can draw some some analysis there and, and kind of figure out what what the market is for. Being that kind of broker, it's it's not an exact science by any stretch, but I think that's how teams will look to to calculate what that might be worth to them.
0: All right, Chris, I'm going to try to veer into waters that I'm not sure I'm prepared to do. But the Blues, according to cap friendly, have about 175 thousand dollars in cap space currently. You mentioned with Ben Chirac, if other teams were able to take on his money, he'd be down to like seven hundred six hundred thousand dollars in terms of what he actually ends up costing another team. I know for. From what I've read, what I understand is that that would actually be prorated, right, to the last quarter of the season since they would getting, be getting him at the trade deadline. Would the Blues then have enough money in the current cap space situation if the Blues did this with Sherratt to be able to acquire him and not have to send anybody else the other way?
1: Yeah, I mean, without doing a detailed analysis of the cap for the Blues, I think you know it might still require one player to be, to be transferred down to your AHL affiliate um, just to, to free up another, you know, 750 K or whatever that is for that player. But, you know, with, with the existing cap space that you have uh, prorated, as you mentioned, and, and, you know, maybe one additional player uh, down below the line, you know, something like, like Sherrod at 875 K, if you can get them down to 25% of the cap debt, I think it is doable. Uh, you know the the one thing when I look at the Blues roster, I don't I don't see any obvious candidates to be to be moved out, right? It's um, it's a team that's been uh, pretty much together all year and, and mostly healthy. So, um, but you know if you want to bring in somebody to to improve the back end, maybe there there is somebody that that needs to be sacrificed and, and you get that upgrade there. But you know certainly if if they can find. Uh, a team to retain money at the front end and another team to to take on a little more. I I definitely think there's a possibility that they can make it work.
2: So Chris, what's interesting too about this trade deadline and this, this aspect that we're looking at of, of a, a third party team there's not a whole lot of teams that can eat a lot of cap space when it comes to this upcoming trade deadline. Do you think that's going to be problematic come March 21st of all of these teams trying to find those third-party rosters and not enough mouths to be fed in terms of teams that can actually take on that salary?
1: Yeah, well, we identified that there were about 10 teams that had 5 million plus in cap space. So I, I think, you know, depending on how it shakes out and which teams, you know, if Seattle, move giordano first you know they're going to have a ton of cap space and they're a team i mentioned that you know first year in the league they've only had one draft they don't have a lot of prospects in the cupboard so you know they would be a team that would be primed to try to use their cap space to acquire more draft capital um but you know there there are other teams like detroit uh, like new jersey uh you know again we identified about 10 that that have the cap space to probably do it so um you know, I I think there are going to be willing participants in that game and, uh, Blues just got to find the right dance partners.
0: Chris Gear, former NHL assistant general manager is joining us here on BK and Ferrario. You can check out his work over at the Daily Faceoff. He does really excellent work with them. He's one of the teammates of Mike McKenna over at the Daily Faceoff, who we talk with each and every Friday. Uh the other question that I had for you Chris is just what are the conversations like this time of year? We're now less than 3 weeks away from the NHL trade deadline for the the guys that are in those rooms right now that are probably talking about hey, how, how do we upgrade this team for for Contenders, what do you think those talks are like currently?
1: They're starting to heat up a little, but I think you know a lot of teams are still being pretty cagey. I think I think the buyers are are waiting for prices to go down. They might be willing uh, waiting for a couple of other teams to decide that they are selling Uh, teams that might still be in the mix now. But maybe a week to ten days go by, and and they decide no, we're we're too far out, and we're going to sell. So I think you know you don't really start to see people reveal their their true intent until that last week uh you know obviously you get some outliers calgary and montreal did their transaction and toronto and arizona did a swap but you know most of the time it comes down to the last 72 hours and it's just people waiting for you know the, the pressure to be on on the other side right um you know if you're selling you've got the luxury of time and and hopefully other people are going to come step up with a bigger offer so the, the sellers usually wait and wait and wait until they think they've maximized the return and the buyers are usually antsy to make something happen, but they're, they're put in the situation of, of having to wait, uh, wait it out.
2: Chris, final one from me, and this is just more of a, a Blues roster co- a question. You know, we've talked so much about different defensemen that make sense. We've mentioned a couple of them, and Ben Sherrod, Mark Giordano. I know Jacob Chickren's name has been out there. Is there a defenseman that you feel like matches the needs of this Blues team that you also feel like they can pull off with this salary cap situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Chickren. I, I don't think Arizona is going to move Chickren. He's 23 years old. He's you know, under contract for three more years. I just, I don't understand why they would want to move a player like that. Uh, the return would be, would have to be pretty massive, I think. Uh, you know, guys like, guys like Zidane Chara and Justin Braun, you know, they, they'd be fairly easy. Their cap hits are a lot lower. Uh, I'm not sure that that gives the Blues what they're looking for. I mean, a, a player like Sherratt, he's 30 years old. Uh, you know, he's 6'3", 230, kind of reminiscent of, the 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 Blues uh, Cup days when they had Edmondson and Gunnerson and those big bodies patrolling the blue line. So you know he if they could make that work, I think he would be a great fit in St. Louis. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what Doug Armstrong ends up doing, but. Uh, yeah, there's, not, there's not a ton out there unless some other teams decide they're, they're going to jump into the mix.
0: Hey, Chris, this has been great, man. Thank you so much for informing us a little bit on what this next three weeks is going to look like for the Blues and other teams like them that are currently up against the cap. All the best to you, and we'll be reading your work and uh, watching you over at the Daily Faceoff. Thanks for the time today.
1: Awesome, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: That's Chris Gear, former NHL assistant general manager, joining us here on 101 ESPN.